Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, weather reporter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Alex, Philly native. (laughs) And I'm Amelia, aspiring traveler. Uh, So how's the weather, everybody? Thunder and lightning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My my dad is flying back from Cleveland. He got a shelter-in-place warning for a tornado on his way to the airport. Oh, Oh, no. But made it out, so that was good. Um, Yeah, I... I've been sharing images. I have like my weather app has um, a feels like forecast, Mm -hmm. which seems to be is only available in this one forecast view. And it has been threatening that Friday's feels like temperature was 145. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that can be felt. Right. So right now it would feel like death. Like that's what it is promising you. Right now we're holding firm at Wednesday 103, Thursday 103, Friday 109, Saturday 100. Oh, God. I think feels like temperatures are a crock because, like... Okay. I, I, <laughs> humidity humidity is real and oh, horrible, sure. as we all we all know this, uh, this month. For sure, but it's like, you can just tell me that it's 85 and it's really humid out. Like, you don't have to pretend like I would know. Like, I don't know what 98 feels like. I know what 85 and it's really humid feels like. But, like, putting a number on it, because 98 doesn't always feel like 98. What if it's 98 and really humid? That feels completely different from 98 and very dry. And which feels very different from, like, 98 and there's, like, a light breeze versus a huge wind. Like, like, these things are all different. You can't put one flat numerical value on it. I've been talking well, about this for a long time. They can't, like, measure your <laughs> objective perception. Right. So, like, they can't tell me what it feels like. Just tell me that what it is. So, what, what I'm a materialist well, when it comes to weather and everything. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the opposite in the sense that what I want is a weather app where I insert my preferences and it tells me whether I'm going to feel good or bad if I go outside. <laughs> That's a great bad every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lately, to... lately it has been. Mm-hmm. You know, because because what what like, you know, I just put if I somebody should make this. I I put in if for every season. I go like in the summer. I feel great if it's like sunny and like eighty, like a great pool day. It's like it's like mm. eighty one. And there's occasionally a breeze, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And sun is gorgeous sun. Some clouds that are just like nice, fluffy, you know, walls of uh, Andy from Toy Stories room mm-hmm. clouds in the sky. Beautiful, just to, to give nice you a little perspective. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, in the fall, I want it like, you know, good crunchy leaf weather, maybe a little overcast, mm-hmm. and then occasionally a sunny day. Like, these are the things that are true and and great i never want it to feel like it does right now which is 90 degrees at 9 p.m and like 80 percent humidity (laughs) while i'm outside getting eaten by mosquitoes working in the garage which is what i was doing right up until the moment we started recording awful um yeah absolutely horrible but you know you gotta be you gotta be tough tough and that's what me as a as a native of philadelphia is (laughs) a, a tough tough person Hmm. Can I just say one more thing about the weather? Of Which course. Is... We, this this show is a safe sp- 
safe place for this. So yesterday, the dew point here, uh, which is a better measure of the objective humidity, uh, reached 80 degrees. Uh, So 80 degrees is the point at which the air is saturated with water, um, which is incredibly humid. I I literally don't remember it ever being 80 degrees before. 75 is officially considered oppressive. Uh, It was 80. Wait, percent or percent or degrees? Degrees. Degrees. This is degrees. Um, so, and when I walked out of work yesterday, uh, I felt terrible and like, I, and I had a feeling in my face and then I realized that feeling was, I'm about to start crying involuntarily. Like there is a pressure behind my eyes because apparently that's how my body reacts to an 80 degree dew point is like, you're breaking down. We we're going down. Like this is, this is terrible. So that was a really bad and and unusual feeling. It's the new point only got to like 75 or 76 today. So it's fine. I've had the, um, sort of i guess related but opposite issue of the feeling of the um the your hair freezing mm-hmm. that's really bad hate that or the like you know your your lungs burning from mm-hmm. from cold is really i have uh it, this is increasing the diversion but <laughs> when i when i was a um i i have it's like a little little biographical little tidbit here. Um, I you, you shouldn't shouldn't smoke cigarettes and like I, I would say I'm, <laughs> oh, I will say this is a, a anti-smoking podcast. They're bad for you. The companies that make them are bad, um, etc. It looks so cool though. It does. It does look cool, but also so the reason specifically why I uh, avoid smoking cigarettes is because I love them like a, a lot. Like in a in a familial love like affection. You're such a hipster. <laughs> no, so no, this is this is it is it is very uh, wholesome. So when I was a when I was a young child, uh, we would drive to uh, to Montreal on Christmas Eve from Toronto, which is a long drive, and uh, Montreal at Christmas is extremely fucking cold, like brutal. You know, we're talking like. 10 single digits Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Um, but my aunts who would host were heavy smokers. So uh, I would be kind of woken up from f- being asleep in the car because it was a night drive that we would do. And I would literally like be carried through or walk through, depending <laughs> on my age, through this huge cloud of French Canadian cigarette smoke. Um <laughs> Both the people smoking, well, the people smoking the cigarettes are not French Canadian, but the cigarette brands are French Canadian. Mm. Passing through this French Canadian cigarette smoke uh, into like Christmas scene, silver tinsel, 50s tree, music playing, people playing cards and drinking and laughing. So like I would pass the cigarette smoke threshold every Christmas for every year from the time that I was, you know, a newborn to the time that I was 10 years old. And because of that, it's like cigarette smoke is like a warm hug to me. I love it mm-hmm. so much. So Beautiful. if I get a pack of cigarettes, I like smoke all of them. Like like one of those pictures of the people with all the cigarettes in their mouth at once. It's <laughs> a bad decision. Anyway, that was a long story. I'm sorry. <laughs> but eventually I did. Eventually I did leave Canada and found myself in uh, in a little, little place in Pennsylvania. No, Pennsylvania. In, in your native Philadelphia that you yeah, keep insisting Yeah, native Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
the classics, the the gray gray sandwiches with the yellow sauce on them. Yep, nailed um, it. The uh, being being angry at, at sports and and throwing things at sports. I mean, that's all, all the things that 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 it's famous. The yep. city, there's the statue of the guy that everybody hates. <laughs> um, uh-huh. He sucks. Yep. I don't know. There's probably a couple of those. There's oh, a strong, strong sure. Italian American community, so they probably have. You got Rizzo and you got Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both, both paragons of awfulness. Yeah, so I'm just I'm staking my claim. I'm the person on the podcast who is a, a Philadelphia expert, native. Mm-hmm. And love her. And for no reason, I'm just putting that out there. Great. Let's talk about some advice. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. Email us advice columns or compliments at we'll take this one at gmail.com and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It truly matters. Uh, we so, are. We're also still accepting prorb submissions. We are we'll still accepting prorb. Yeah, we're, we're absolutely accepting prorb submissions. Um, please record yourself saying prorb and send it to we'll take this one at gmail dot com mm-hmm. or uh, you know attack us with that on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, prorb is an important matter, and I would love to be able to do something with prorb in the future. But I need prorb. I need raw prorb material. <laughs> prorb is a movement, and and prorb <laughs> is an ethic, and and we we're prorb. Yes, I have a letter from. It's actually from Dear Prudence a couple of years ago. Uh, have we gotten to a new Prudence question yet, or are we still? I don't think we we've have gotten... not. Okay. I, we've we we take we took a little slate break. Yeah. Um. We don't. We're we're not a podcast that does slate exclusively. There's so we wanted to 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 take a you know a little walk around yeah. the advice landscape, but it's important to to return to our roots occasionally. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our roots are are truly just dear prudence. Uh, this letter is titled "Help." My daughter won't talk to me because I left her dog out of my will. I'm a widow with two daughters, Lori and Diane. I'm in the process of writing my will and have allocated 35% of my estate to each of my daughters and 15% to each of Diane's children, both under age five, to be put into college savings accounts. Lori is furious that I haven't given an equal share to Spot, her golden retriever puppy, compared with what she calls his human cousins. She treats Spot like her child and refers to him as such. She has accused me of unfairness and bias and likened my actions to homophobia. She has called being a, quote, pet parent, unquote, and quote, orientation, unquote. I think her obsession with Spot is unhealthy and bordering on ridiculous. I love Spot and make sure I have his favorite treats and toys when they visit, but I really do not feel I owe him more than this, and I resent my grandchildren being compared to a dog. Lori hasn't spoken to me in a month and says she won't until I amend my will. Please help. So this is one of those situations where the letter writer does need help. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I I just something that is uh, apart from the content of this letter. I find it extremely funny that she the the <laughs> that the letter writer um, chooses to obscure the name of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
strange like a human cousin. I think it's funny that the, the, the obscured name is Spot, which is not a name you would give to a golden retriever, a notably solid colored dog. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> so true. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking uh, about what why? colors dogs are. I don't know why she got into the details mm-hmm. of her will right, don't talk before about her it. death. It seems one of the great joys of, I guess, not life, but that you don't have to rehash your will once it's in effect. Right. You need Frank Oz to show up in a cameo reading a will, the scene. <laughs> this isn't the Westing game. Like. <laughs> it's true. I love. I, I, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And I kind of I, you know, I. Gabrielle, I've known you long enough to know that the, your reaction would be, why are you talking to your children about this? <laughs> and I totally agree. Um, yeah, this is not something to, to especially in the like 35%, 15%, these mm-hmm. increments, don't get into this. The only thing I can think of is that, uh, so Lori is trying to figure out a way to make her total take equivalent to Diane's. Totally. Right? Totally. It's just kind of a weird scheme to that. Yeah. And it's more, it's not about the dog, it's about Lori. Yeah, I mean, it is about the dog, but also I don't, like, what, and, and Prudence says this, Danny says this, like, what does a dog do with human money? Like, I guess it's that, like, the dogs, like, I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen those Subaru commercials? <laughs> I have. Uh, they drive Subarus. Um, I mean, I and guess those are golden can... retrie- No, those are labs, I think. I, I don't are know. Are they golden retrievers? They might they be might golden be retrievers. They golden retrievers. Uh, but regardless, those are not documentaries. Um, <laughs> so, like, am I just... Air bud. <laughs> Professional Air bud career. Not a documentary. That's a golden retriever, right? Or is that a lab? This is a well, mixed. This is a mixed family. One parent is a golden retriever. The other parent is a yellow lab. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, that's beautiful. That's great. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same species. It's not really like. Yeah. They're they're called the Barclays. Is the mm. name of the family. I... Oh, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yes. Uh, I I was served an ad today for a dog toy that's made to look like a, a white claw, uh, so that's a, a product that exists. It's like it's bark now, cherry how do you, flavored. How do they make a a, a pun on that? Uh, what is the pun name? Hold on, I have to find it. It's um it's white paw. Um, See that's 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 very sweaty because <laughs> dogs already have claws. So it's white paw. Um, and it says hound seltzer and it's bark cherry flavored spiked barkling water. Really they're leaning on bark pretty hard <laughs> here. And is spike in, in quotations because it's spike not, is the name of a dog? It's not. It's not. Uh I was given this ad to greatpetshop.com and I was mm, like, This is the best. my life. Mm-hmm. It's great. Not the best. It's only great. <laughs> I mean uh bestpetshop.com has got to be already taken but yeah. so uh, well what if what if we so hmm, i have a thought mm-hmm. which is that which is dangerous but i have a thought <laughs> that if the the children are getting 
money set aside specifically in one particular area, which is a college savings account. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that the letter writer should amend her will to provide the money for the Golden Retriever Puppies college savings account. <laughs> and the money will only become available if and when the Golden Retriever uh matriculates so <laughs> uh-huh. like i think and specifically from a human college you know this is like a okay. the air, air bud situation honorary degrees to service dogs sometimes huh. do do they i don't well, think they're like, like fake honorary degrees but that. yeah like the, no that's it's not. just like, has a dog ever gone to college <laughs> <laughs> there's a dog that got an mba but that's not a real that's, that's not, not a real, a real uh, degree degree Come on. okay there's a Chester Ludlow is the name of the a pug from Vermont. Ew. What a dweeb! God, I hate him. Uh, and it was pay to play. The, the owner submitted an application dog. and four hundred ninety nine dollars and received a diploma, two sets of transcripts, oh. a certificate of distinction in finance, and a certificate of membership in the student council. Mm. Um, it was from a diploma mill. No, not a real college. I thought it was Harvard uh, for sure. It seems like it is a popular thing to have as, as like a, a sting operation <laughs> to submit your pet to a diploma mill mm-hmm. um, to show that, that it's sense. a fake school. It doesn't appear that any, do- any dog has legitimately gone to college. And well, I think that, that if you establish that as like a challenge to say, I'm not, I, I am fully on board treating spot. You know, if you, if you truly want equality, Right. You treat them the same. Mm -hmm. You say, yes, I will absolutely pay for them to go to college. If they don't go to college and they die, that money is just there. What happens to the money when he dies? Because the dog happens to to just pay like a tax penalty or the government sees it. (laughs) The government sees it. I think it just stays. Right? Doesn't it just stay? Eventually it will go to the last survivor. Is this a tontine? Is the dog neutered? Like, <laughs> I don't think it goes to dog descendants. I don't mm. think I would go to that that point. Send the, send the dog to college. <laughs> I think it'd be cute. I think I think if you send the dog to college, like you deserve that money. If you figure out how to send your dog yes. to college, like you have earned that fifteen uh, percent of your mother's estate. I have no exactly idea how much right. money it is, but like it's apparently enough to have something you call an estate. So, yeah. And we don't even need to to at all even like talk about this whole being a pet parent is an orientation oh, or that God. like yeah. that, that I feel like that entire last that sentence there is like is a trap for mm-hmm. for a nightmare of discussion and we all of course it's it's absurd but it is uh which i think um danny also refers to it as but it's just like okay do is this just a weird trick is Lori just not very good at asking for money maybe but get, get this no i think going so far as to make these comparisons is i don't know sign of being unwell yeah, or I think Lori, not in their right mind yeah i think Lori is like uh danny uses the phrase like clinging to a ridiculous sense of having been wronged and i i, I feel like Lori feels like this is unfair but can't quite articulate why it's unfair 
And so she has just chosen like her, her brain was like, I don't know, like it's maybe your dog is like your baby. And she was like, yes, maybe my dog is my baby. And also maybe this is my orientation having a dog. And it's, the dog will probably die just... before the mom does. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, this is just like what she's talked herself into and now she can't let go of it. Um, but your dog is not your child. Your dog isn't going to go to college. At, barring something unprecedented, like maybe ain't, I will ain't see. Ain't no rule. <laughs> Even then, ain't I think no that the rule. dog will get scholarships if it's <laughs> smart enough to go. Surely, that would, money it always scholarships. You, you know, it it always there. I always find something to charge you for. Mm. Think about how much of a nightmare it would be to find like student housing for a dog. <laughs> like, you need a special diet. He can't go to the dining hall. That's not healthy for a dog. It's not healthy for a human. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. I'm sure there's dog food at the. There was like a Seven Eleven in my in my uh, dorm building that you could use your your points for in oh. some kind of like script situation. That's um, fancy. I, I never ate at the dining hall. I don't know. I, I made I made craft dinner the, the, in the, the microwave, life, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the way you make craft dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, any any final thoughts on this one? Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give in. Fight. Don't. Yeah, I I think this. The premise is is. I think there's two possibilities, right? Like the premise is so absurd that Laurie will truly never talk to you again until you die, Mm -hmm. or Laurie said something ridiculous and needs to wait a little bit of time before she can come back from it. Yeah, I think. I would say like a nice gesture would be if you left like a moderate sum of money maybe to like an animal welfare organization in your will if you wanted to make that gesture but as we've been saying that's kind of not the point she Mm -hmm. just is feeling wrong for whatever reason yeah i mean she could leave a token sum of money to the dog even she could just be like here's a here's i don't know five hundred dollars for dog there you go like how much money do you don't be insulted (laughs) (laughs) i don't know just like buy the dog something nice. <laughs> I'm buying the dog something. I also here. like. I don't know. Given that her grandchildren are under five, like she, I would put money on her outliving this animal. Yeah, that's true. You know what? And and in that case, maybe that's the you could do that. Um, that could be the gamble. You could <laughs> leave the money to the dog, but very clearly to say it is only this dog. Mm, so mm-hmm. it could be when the dog is very old. Or you just gotta outlive that dog. We're just all coming you know, back golden. to a tontine. It's a, well, it's a little. It, it's Life a little. Is a you know, I, I had a golden retriever. My golden retriever lived to be eighteen, which is the, wow. incredible for a golden retriever. They don't it's live very, very long. Yeah. Typical. Big typically. Dog. Um. Which it was, just, but it's sad. They're beautiful, wonderful dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is the dog even gonna live to go to college? I don't know. <laughs> but you know, we can dream. Um, let's talk about another question about death. I don't, well, no there's no particular yet, reason for this. Yeah. I guess fall. I'm thinking about fall. The days are getting shorter, and we th- we our thoughts turn to to death and and decay. Great. But We've this never question about death or decay on this this particular no podcast. never never. No, that's not us. Mm-mm. Couldn't be couldn't be us. Um, <laughs> but this question came to my attention. Uh, is it syndicated to Dear Annie? Um, and it's very strange. So, Gabriella, could, could you tell us about it? Dear Annie, 
Dear Annie, six months ago, my dad passed away. My frustration is that my sister and her husband refused to tell their six-year-old daughter. I understand that grief is very personal for everyone, but her decision to withhold his death is affecting my family. My niece is not allowed inside our house for fear she might ask about her grandpop. Mm -hmm. My young children are not allowed to speak about their grandpop in her presence. No memories, no references whatsoever. I have confronted my sister about my concerns, and she told me that they'll parent the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. I agree that they have that right, but it's been six months, and she's still telling my children they cannot talk about their grandfather in their cousin's presence. She has started to exclude us from family activities for fear that my children will mention his name and or disclose his death to their cousin. My children are old enough to realize it is wrong, and a rift is growing at a rapid rate. I've spoken to my personal therapist, the hospice therapist, and my daughter's therapist. All three can't comprehend my sister's actions. Signed, heartbroken. It's pretty incomprehensible. It, it's, yeah. yeah. Grandpa moved to the farm? Like, <laughs> you can't even say Grandpa moved to the farm. No. You can't discuss Grandpa. Like, that seems Grandpa's like be, in the memory hole. <laughs> that seems like it would be way more confusing to a six-year-old. Like... Is is the six year old asking about grandpop? Like, how? Right. What is the s- what is the alternative? What is the fiction? They just don't. Because right. the answer is they just they just don't talk about grandpop. Like, six year olds are not famously like <laughs> they're not famously go along get along about t- topics that you can and can't talk about. Right. Like I I don't understand how this is how she's hoping that this will work. I mean, I think she can't process it obviously it's not about protecting her her daughter it's like her selfishly wanting to not have to do that conversation and and like just like processing her grief Mm -hmm. incompletely or whatever but yeah you can't drag weird that the husband is going on with this (laughs) like two people have bought into this (laughs) yeah it's that's extremely weird and i don't I just, I, how long is she going to keep it going? Like, what's the plan? Like, how, I, six months is, is, is both a very long time and not that long a time at all. Like, if my dad had died six months ago, I would still be, like, heartbroken every day. Like, that's, that's a thing that I would deal with. Like, every day I would wake up and be like, oh my god, my dad is dead. But it's also an extremely long time to tell a six-year-old you can't talk about this one thing. And we're not going to mention it ever. Yeah, it's very, it's very weird. It's very weird. Uh, I would, it, I would say this is a three therapist, like, <laughs> a three therapist situation. Yeah. And I don't know if it's three therapists and an advice, a syndicated advice column, but it's definitely a three therapist situation. I. Uh, the thing is, I hospice. Love, yeah. Well, yeah. The 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 hospice therapist. It implies the death was not a surprise. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He's just. He's just he's he's like I think when I when I shared this in in our chat I likened it to a weekend at I think I called it weekend at grandpa's uh-huh. like there is there there is something about like he's he's still sick but he's still hanging in there but we can't talk we can't see him um it's yeah it's very weird I will say like she has started to exclude us from family activities mm-hmm. so like how how deep 
or how wide does this net go? Like, who else is totally bought into this? He's like, you know, Gabrielle's point is like, oh, the, she and her husband, that's two people. But if there's family activities that are happening where it's okay. Yeah. I, I has mean, the whole family agreed with this? I don't know if the whole family has agreed with it, but it is, she started to exclude us, like specifically us from family activities, like, which does imply there are other family members who have gone along with it which is just a wild thing like i just i don't understand how how long this is supposed to go on i don't understand at some point the kid is going to realize like and and what's the conversation then it is a sacred cousin duty to um share family secrets (laughs) totally i'm i just i sitting back and I'm just thinking about the scene in the this is about J.K. Rowling very J.K. Rowling very bad don't don't like her no good the scene in the the the, the Harry Potter the first movie where the Dursleys the family are trying to hide the uh, acceptance letters to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And they just start, the letters start pouring in from, you know, every orifice and area in the entire, the house. This is magical, like overwhelming letters of acceptance to Hogwarts. We need that, but every letter is a a letterpress (laughs) letter that says grandpa died. (laughs) All it says is grandpa died. The end. Like... This is all the information you need. Grandpa died. Right, just start sending them cards. Start sending them things that are like written in lemon juice. (laughs) Secret notes that all they just say is Grandpa's dead. Oh my god. Are kids still into, do do kids still do that? Do you think, like, learn how to write? Yeah, I mean, I think kids are sure to drink their Ovaltine. (laughs) they, They know... They, they know, I don't know, writing with lemon, kids at home, you ever write with lemon juice? It's fun. <laughs> it's pretty good. You it's fun to send secret messages, it have a twin fun. language, mm-hmm. all that stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Cousins should have a language. Mm. I was never that close with any of my cousins. My cousin's three. Oh, well, I guess you could create a language at that point with your cousin. Yeah. She's a pretty, yeah, I thought she had, like, a speech delight for a while, but she's actually a pretty good conversationalist now. Oh, that's good. That's fun. Seems ripe for creating a language, and uh, have you been telling her family secrets, or has she been telling you family secrets? No, although I'm sure I could find out a lot about, like, my aunt and uncle's habits if I... (laughs) If I pride, you know, just how, like, little kids don't know what's private. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's little kids sure don't know what's private. Going back to the letter, like I don't. (laughs) This it's a wild thing to ask of small children. Uh, Don't do that. Don't ask children to conceal any information, especially not that. That's that's no, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's so fucked up. As a parent, don't like it. Don't do it. Um, no good. Not a fan. I can't just help put this in like comparison with people who don't tell their kids that they've adopted them Mm -hmm. it's like the same kind of ticking time bomb except um in this case she's met her grandfather before (laughs) it's not like uh, yeah Yeah, it's i don't know it's just a bad situation i feel bad (laughs) it's a bad and weird situation but i i think that 
uh, overwhelming them with the information. Like, it's the right thing. You yes. gotta rip that. You gotta rip that grandpa bandaid. Wear t-shirts. Like, <laughs> wear. Yeah. Tag. I'll tag them in photos in Facebook where you're talking about. Oh, you know. Oh, it's been six months since Grandpa died. Mm-hmm. We, we sure miss Grandpa. Like, there's no, there's no downside to doing that. Honestly, like, just say it. Like, your kids can say it. You can say it. You can tag them on Facebook. Like. There's no, there's truly like the the worst downside is that like your sister will be mad at you, but like no one will be on your sister's side. Like you're right. There, this is a terrible thing that she's doing to her child, and it's a ridiculous thing to ask of everyone. So like, I guess both these letters are are both about death, but they're also both about like someone trying to get you to share in their delusion. And like, you don't have to do that. You never have to do that. It doesn't benefit mm. anyone if you do that. Can you can you weekend at Bernie's them? Oh, can no. you like make a soundboard out of recordings of him from when he was alive and call with them? <laughs> can you convince can you gaslight the 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 um letter writer's sister and husband into believing that that he is haunting them because of the shame that that they won't come to terms with his death? It's like they have unfinished business on Earth that's keeping him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbusters 2. They're making him into a ghost. That's what they're right. doing. You shouldn't yeah. do that to your relatives. Also, I know this is not an advice show, but I would like to advise the listener that, like, if your grandparent is dying, you should make a bunch of recordings of their voice so that you can make a soundboard of them because there are a lot of uses for that, I think. <laughs> right. You could do a lot of financial crimes. <laughs> Just a little, a little tiny droplet of advice from WTTO. There's also that like NPR um, historical record. Oh yeah. Fact. Uh, StoryCorps. You wanted something nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking about making them like say the spoken word parts of Scatman. This <laughs> mm-hmm. <Is> elder abuse. <laughs> My favorite soundboard was always the one with the isolated vocals of David Lee Roth singing Running with the Devil. Uh, it's tremendous. It's my favorite soundboard. He says so many things and makes so many noises. And if I had any living grandparents, I would call them and ask them to just read the words in it. But I don't. So that's my mistake. It's too late. I just need, I need to ask my parents to say foreign movie <laughs> perg <laughs> you know these important things <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. i'm gonna find the david lee roth running with the devil soundboard and we can post a link to it it's so good it's like an old internet thing oh wow i have it bookmarked of course i do great job me perfect anyway uh don't do this to your children uh tell them if people die this is this is my advice just tell them if anyone dies. Yeah, tell them if anyone dies. This is a talk more situation. <laughs> Definitely a talk more. Yeah. I don't know what kind of vocabulary a six-year-old has, but, you know, maybe kill a butterfly in front of them first oh, to, like, God. warm them up to it. Something. Kill something Stop that's on an not ant. beautiful. Or that maybe kill, again, kill, kill, a, kill a sacred deer. No. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kill, kill your demons. There you go. Uh, kill your darlings. 
kill kill the cop in your head. There you go. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> WTTO. <laughs> yeah. kill, kill the cop in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you. Great, great show. Woo. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.